0: All right, guys, welcome back to the long break in between my podcasts. We are officially changing the name from the VanCast to You Love to Hear It because I don't live in a van anymore. I moved up here to Lake Tahoe, got a house now, we're moved into the new spot, and I figured there's no better time to just go in on it because we've been getting a lot of requests for the podcast people want to see behind the scenes they want to hear product reviews they want to hear us chat hear our takes on stuff so hope you guys enjoy this we have one of the most legendary guests on could not be any more grateful one of my best friends roommate now in lake tahoe mike dossi how are we bro great glad you're here glad to be here the synchronicity of the cup down dude the whole synchronicity of everything that we have going is so
1: good it's the reason that we're together right now it is yeah, it's, it's very nice having you up here. It's going to be a great winter. We have a super dope spot now. We got the plants. We got the Goodwill Candle. Andrew Miller Photo. We got the
0: Bulletproof. We're in it. Yeah, for those of you guys who are listening, this is also going on YouTube too. We are sitting in an epic little studio right now that we just started building. We got plants that we bought the other day to just really get the energy nice and solidified in here. You and to make that oxygen. There's a literal candle burning in front of us. Yeah. You, you would never think that your boys would be out here Seeds buying candles and headless. flowers, yeah. but we're stoked. All right, so let's jump in to a little bit of Mike Dawson background. We grew up together. We didn't grow up together. We grew up in the same place without really knowing each other. How many years younger were you
1: than me? I am currently 26. So you were, so you're twenty. what year did you graduate? 2011. So you're from? I graduated where? high school in 2011. From Colchester,
0: Connecticut? Yeah. Same town as me.
1: When did I knew, well, I knew who you, we never like connected in the East, but I knew who you were. I remember like when I was a little kid, even you used to be older and skate, like you used to like skateboard. I wish we could like show the, the your part live or something. But like we'll you, leave the link put, below yeah, to my twenty <laughs>
0: <laughs> What year was that? Two thousand
1: and six? I don't something? know, but you put out this crazy skate part, like alien all over like over everything. Off <laughs> all these roofs, like all these giant gaps in Colchester, the town we grew up in. And I remember skateboarding, like, around town with like all of the Nick Romano, um, Goody, Vaughn, Mito, Vaughn, all these guys. And I remember this one time and you were like always around like skateboarding through that, that skate shop that what's her mom's Sam name? Sam Poli's mom. Sam Poli's mom owned. What was the name of the shop? Montana's Montana's. Can't believe that came back, back that quick. To Montana's. So like I knew you from like that era. And like oh I remember one time. You were, like, collecting money for some, like, donation thing for Montana. at a skate park. Yep. And, like, you got, like, in trouble for yep. it. Got t- taken away by yep. the
0: cops. Should we do that story real quick? <laughs> From what I remember, someone was getting bullied. And I remember going up to the bully and pretty much just shutting it down. Yeah. Being like, this isn't how it works. Don't come around here. You can, you can take off immediately. Like, this is a skate park. Everybody's going to be fine. And then that kid, like, started crying, went told his parents... His parents made up some story when I told the cops. The cops came <laughs> over to me at the skate park, pulled me aside, and were claiming that I had been pocketing the money in a shoebox that we had been going around <coughs> at the 57th best. 57th Fest. Because our, right. our Colchester won yeah. the 57th best city, city or something in the, the US United or something States, like that, yeah. like growing city. And they kicked me out of the skate park and the rec field yeah. with claims. That I had been stealing money from the donations for the park that I set up, and I had the box, had the box, I had all the money in it. I'm like, check my pockets. I don't yeah. drive a car. Here's my backpack. Like, yeah, I'm a 13. If year I'm old. stealing money, yeah. it's
1: in the, it's it's around here somewhere, and I literally got booted out of. There. I remember that situation happening, and like that was like super long ago, and like, and then from then on, it's like, you know, we both lived our own lives. You're older than me. I was like into like the whole high school. Thing, and you are still right, in high school still in high school and you're out of it. And then, yeah. And Let's then. fast forward a couple of years
0: to when I really, I, I always knew Mike Dawson as like a younger kid who was friends with other kids, yeah. and, but I really knew you as the name that stood out first. Like there's pretty much a blank space in my head until all of a sudden I see an image of you <laughs> in your Jeep. Randomly leaving Colchester, and I think you drove across the country with some of the boys with Mito right? On a road trip. Yeah, I met up Bought a camera. That was the first time you started shooting photos. Yeah, so
1: I had an old camera. So how I got into photography? Well, and left your life. This is a big. So yeah, this this is a huge like conversation. Everybody has that time period where they leave everything. Yeah. Take so it's just funny how it all worked. But like, my grandfather passed away. He left me a camera and, like, from that, like a DSLR. Whoa. And that was my first time I ever used, like, a DSLR. I was always, like, back in the day, it was, like, super in, like into, like, filming. I used to have, like, this little mini camera that I used to, like, film, like, the boys skateboarding and, like, do, like, stupid stuff, like kid stuff. But, um, I was always, like, around cameras and whatnot. I was always into it. But then I finally got, like, my own DSLR, and then that kind of took it, took me, like, took me away from, from everything. Because I was at that point working a desk job out of college and then you graduated college you graduated college you Give have a turn. degree Degree in economics Wow crazy um, but then ended up getting laid off from my job like really nice I was an f- associate financial advisor like finance like super suit and tie no beard cut hair like completely different human no idea who this guy is yeah and at this point you have no idea who I am I but then like my grandfather gave me this camera, whatever, one thing led to another. I got really into photos. And really got really got back into skateboarding, really got back into that whole scene, and then that kind of took away from like my whole job thing, and I just was like trying to bail on work. I could always go skateboard, I could always be with the boys. And eventually they laid me off. Perfect. <laughs> Great deal. They gave me a severance package. It was on Valentine's Day. I'll never forget it. Oh Brought gosh. me into the office with a big yeah. envelope right at the table. And I was like, maybe this is, like, your time to, so like, pursue your f- camera thing. Or, like, they were, like, like mocking me, you know, like, mocking me these, like, you know, like, super, like, suit and tie guys. But, um, so then eventually, so, like, immediately I left that place and just, like, called my dad. I was like, I'm moving to California. So, like... I knew, always wanted to get out there. There's like always things leading up to was, the point of Mito me. Did already have a plan to Mito, go? Was I brought that... Mido to the Be Easy skateboard bus like a couple weeks before that I got laid off. He was like in Arizona at the time on this road trip with like all these skateboard guys. So immediately I was like, okay, well I just got a bunch of money to leave my job, so I'm going to California. So I planned out this whole road trip, and I left for this road trip. And I was like stopped in like New Jersey, see my see one of my homies, Washington DC. I we went to like a bunch of national parks. I was really into the, at this point, like shooting nature photography. I was like I was terrible. I'm still terrible at it, but like this is just something that I was like I got into more when I was on the road. I was like taking pictures of like I, wanted, I was going to all these national parks while the National Park pass. And got to South Carolina. Didn't know what to do. I was like waiting for a girl. Were you and by like, yourself? Driving by myself. This time? Yeah, by myself. I was commitment. Yeah, by myself. I fully. Oh, and I fully. Like, converted my car with my dad. I took out like all my seats in my car, and I like, built a bed and had like, all my storage and everything. Yep. And I was like fully into living in my, in my, in my car at this point fully committed to the, like the feeling of not knowing your job anything and your home and yeah. everything and building a car. It's crazy. And like really not knowing But by yourself that's another that's a different type of feeling. It was crazy. And like and that was learning. That was the first time ever like being on the road so it's funny like knowing now how much access you have to like safe places to stay when you're living in your car. But, like when you're like just first starting off Before you're like Before you know it it seems like just a dark blank space of a map there's so much things to figure out and Yep, like you don't even realize it until you're actually like fully in it and like fully then like you realize on how easy road. it is and then you, and then you want to like tell it other people how easy it is and tell them where to stay and where to go and how they can do it but it's just that, that first darkness. initial like that initial like go and like having to learn like hands on first first like you know as as you go is super is like it's it's new and it's exciting. It's awesome, but like I get to I got to a point in like South Carolina where I was like, should I wait for this girl for like a week down here like on my own like not really knowing like Louisiana, Florida. I didn't know what to do, and I was like, you know what? I just need to not wait for girls, and I need to. Your own time right and I'm on my own time, so I'm gonna go be on my own time. called Mido, okay. and he was like, come to Arizona. So that night I drove to Amarillo, Texas. It's like on the panhandle of Texas. I think that's what it's called. 18 hour drive. 18 hour drive, cranked it out, slept, boom. Next day, Arizona. So I got (laughs) to him immediately in like two days. And we went to like a Phoenix AM. I hopped in the bus from the Grand Canyon. We went to all these like site, sites. I mean, were like giant tour bus. They were in a school bus and I was, um, I was following them in my Jeep. This is what I remember. This is like the first little glances I have of you on your way. Yep. And then, and then eventually though, Mito hopped in my car. This is, this is in May yeah. or a- April. Yeah, April. This is it was in April. April. Yep. yep, exactly. I was in California at this time, I believe. Yes, you're in SoCal. Because then, and I had no intentions to like go to HB Crib. Like I was never, I was never planning on going there. When I left, I didn't know any of that. And like, I didn't even like, realize like I was going to meet up with Mido and like go through all that. But we ended up linking up. Mido hopped in my car. I had to sleep in my car with Mido yep. for like Done that. week. You know, yep. it was crazy. We went through like Death Valley I camped, to a bunch of cool spots. went to Zion National Park. You guys crushed Just it. Just crushed it. We like, went back into the Utah, then all the way back. We had no t- we had like, we had all the time in the world, essentially. Yeah. So it was great. Mito's end goal was Huntington. Huntington Beach. HB being Huntington. Yeah, Huntington Beach. And where all our... of the boys have a cribby. Yeah. Well, we used to have cribby. Had. Yeah. And then, so we finally, I got Mito, we finally got to the HB crib with all the boys. This is when I first met you and Bren and Jamal. And you her, met the new me, and I met the new you. Yeah, like yeah, our yeah, yeah, new sure. selves met <laughs> yeah, sure. our new selves. Yeah, we met exactly. So like our energies and universes totally collided at the perfect time, right mm-hmm. then. I was not vlogging at this time. No, nope. I was on. And I was barely shooting photos. Really, I was just, like shooting photos. I was like high off like you know traveling, like shooting photos of nature and going all these national parks and still being new to the whole, new to everything, creating your own life. Yeah. Literally, and I like, like, yeah, on that wave, new wave live. of like, you know, in your car, living, your like you doing what I want to do and like making that what I'm gonna do forever, you know? If, like, even if that means making less and spending less. It, like, I knew at that point it was like, I'm never gonna sit at a desk again. Like yeah. that's that's not happening. For I, someone I, else. For someone else. We sit I'll sit at a desk. desk all day. You'll myself. sit at your desk. Yeah. <laughs> not somebody else's no. desk. No, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so yeah. then like, so we got to uh, Huntington Beach. I got there with Mito. Met you, Brent, Nesta, Jamal, oh, Kirby, everybody at this crib. So And then we had like 15 people living 15 at this house. The boys. It, yep. it was crazy. Yep. But I, I was new, and I was new to everybody. 2800 bucks for and, a three-bedroom. But like immediately, though, it was, we're going to buy. The It was like... Within a That's because you lived with me and that's all I do.
0: If I'm in Southern California yeah. and I'm trying to get better at surfing and I only have a short amount of time, especially in the spring and the summer, Baja gets better waves, there's less people, it's good food, we have such good connections down yeah. there. That was the first time that we started shooting photos together. Yeah. We went to Baja. We
1: immediately went to Baja. I was, you guys were like, I didn't even have a passport at the time,
0: right? Um,
1: I don't think they, they weren't requiring passports. No, I time. had a passport on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have it with me. I don't know why. It was because I, I think I got it late, and they, it, I put the application in. And I got, you know, yeah, I, I got with it my home address, you know, and so. That was the time when everybody was crossing with IDs. Yeah, it was. Cr- Anthony,
0: except Anthony's <laughs> literally said not for federal reissue or use
1: through government access yeah, yeah. or something like that. But so we so so we got to we got to we like got to bring that story up later with that sombrero and everything. Yeah. So we went <laughs> to back. we went to Baja, and we were down there for like a month. It seems we were we were staying in the treehouse. The treehouse. D- Whose treehouse was it? It was doses, doses at yeah. that time. I had doses. already
0: lived in Mexico. Ran Biner's business at yeah, 38, which is right 38 had the, the treehouse yep. for three months by myself living there, Biner moved, I moved, Dose moved into the treehouse, and it was... And then he had all the boys there. Dose is for the boys. Yeah. 100%. The Santoses are for the boys and the girls, mm. and yeah, we literally, <laughs> we're just going there without even the person that was living there without Dose. Shout out to Dose Mop, by the way, for making that happen. Yeah.
1: So... That Me, changed, you... change changed, changed you Jamal, the right? course of my life, essentially. Who
0: else came down? Me, and Jamal.
1: Just... No. Brent. Me, you, Jamal, Jamal Brent Brent left early. Yes. Or did he, he not? No, no, there? I think he was just No he must have left early because alright, so he didn't come to that story. That continues the story, no. So we go down there with Brent Jamal, you and myself. And eventually, like, the boys come, like, Mito and all those guys come. But, like, this is the That first. was the fennel day. And this is the fennel day. That and was when those we slept gone. at Raul's. Yeah, we, wow, we had the same time. Same Wow, everywhere, cars everywhere on this bluff overlooking this sick break. And this is when we first, like, started shooting photos together heavily was like, surf photos, Baja. And I remember literally being like, who is this kid that is
0: hundreds of yards out in the middle of the Mexico little desert area on the dirt, hiding in the grass, getting a (laughs) couple pieces of grass in the foreground with a perfectly like spray background surf shot of the mountains and I was like, every time I've ever seen a surf photo of myself, it was ocean, wave, yeah. horizon of the ocean. Yeah, that's it. Maybe there'd be like a, a island foreground. in the background.
1: Always have to have foreground. I remember that too. Unless you have like a four hundred millimeter time. lens and you can get like tight on the surfer, but like yeah, you always got to have at least some sort of foreground. Well, because especially you the big landscapes. So. One day of shooting surfing and you're like, all right, I, I can't a, do this again. Anymore. No, like
0: we need, <laughs> we need to figure out a way where it's not just
1: like this guy yeah. having fun and me shooting water and him. Yeah, yeah it gets it gets pretty crazy. Was, we're shooting surfing because it's like. If you don't have like a world class surfer to shoot, it's like, you're, you're, it's a lot of weight and it's a lot of weight. Good waves. Yeah. And good waves. If I was like, an Indo with you, it'd be like a whole different story, but, um, anywho. So, uh, yeah, so we were, we finally got to Baja. Some of the boys left after that trip. Yeah. They all came
0: down, Mito and everybody, which we should actually run into this yeah, story run now. This, run it. Our friend Mito, who we live with, third roommate here in our apartment now. He's mm-hmm. going to be here for the winter. So funny so tan looking super mexican has a giant sombrero on rolls up to the border with no passport and an id that literally says not government official cannot use to cross borders in the back seat jam-packed with a bunch of stuff for the friends in the car rolls up to the border and the guy asks for everybody's passports he hands him an id the dude tells him to crack the window down Cracks the window, he's wearing sombrero. And he only cracks it out. Cracks right? it down. I mean. yeah.
1: <laughs> Hola, como está? Nah. And
0: he's like, this guy was like, are you kidding me? He's like, you're all going to secondary. This ID is not even good. He's like, w- he even mentioned the Trump thing being like, he's the reason that you guys are having problems to get into the border and like, you want to come here and not have your own ID and you're a citizen. Yeah, like, you're like, you're going gave, to secondary. It gave him
1: like so much trouble. He was so bummed. Because I remember getting that call from him being like, Anthony, like, he might you can't he, get through the border, get they got a the border. To the yeah. side, yep. So they were bugging out. But eventually he got through. And learned a lesson. And learned though. a lesson to always bring a valid ID yeah. or a passport Did to not another country. Dress yeah. full Mexican. And don't wear a, a sombrero, yeah. and like a weed map shirt, or like it's like all this <laughs> yeah, stuff. You know, like, on, be smart about that. But um So
0: they all left. They all Then it ended up me, you, and Jamal surfing, yeah. living at the treehouse. Yeah. Just trying to figure out what we were gonna do. To yeah, that was awesome. That was, and then yeah that, that was, was the best time ever. Best time ever. With ten, I think, or twelve days until Superpark was gonna start yeah. and they still had not sent out the invites. The invites because it was twenty this is nineteen. This is Superpark twenty one. Eighteen. So it was twenty seventeen. Yeah. Superpark twenty one. At Mammoth and they sent the, the the invitations out maybe ten days beforehand. Mm. Jamal sent his out as well got confirmed to be a filmer mm. I got mine as a rider and you were trying to figure and out I, what the hell point, you even wanted to do yeah, at this point
1: I've never shot a snowboard photo a day in my life but you had wanted to and you were shooting you were oh, trying to get a actual, job no yeah. you were
0: shooting job applications to Woodward
1: yeah I like, want, I knew at this point I wanted to like be shooting photos as a job at National Sports so at this point I was—I've already applied at this point already. When I was when I'm in in Baja, I've already applied to Woodward. Mm-hmm. So we're in Baja. You, you guys get the invites to Super Park. Uh, you tell me to shoot out this email. So I shoot out this email to Pat Bridges, who's like runs everything yep. in snowboarding, and. I'm like I, I'm Casey. Will photographer. I want to you know provide everyone with the content, et cetera, et cetera. And then is this the Corinthia year or that was the next year? That's next year. So then, and I have never met the Corinthia boys yet. I've never met anybody yet. No experience whatsoever shooting photos. I, I at this point have at least a website because I've been applying to like photo jobs. Mm-hmm. And you have yeah, some good photos that you shot at Baja. So yeah. you sent over a solid reel. A solid with reel. A solid
0: explanation of riders. Exactly. Of, like, just basically what you could offer and bring to the yeah, table. Yeah, broke it super
1: down for him. He was super in. He invited me to Super Park. So boom, going to Mammoth next week with the boys. And we got three more days in Baja. Three more so days like, in Baja. like fully just celebrate yeah. the fact that we're all going to Super Park. We got in and it's amazing. And then at this point, we're just rolling with the flow. So then we, I get the invite. I remember, I remember, yeah. So then we get to SoCal and I get a call from Woodward Tahoe. They're running interviews for... The summer position that I used to have the content specialist job that I applied for. And they called me and they were like, Hey, we wanna have an interview with you. Can we like hop on a phone call? And I'm like, yo, I'll be there tomorrow. You could just meet up at Superpark, I'll be there. Yeah, no, well I, I was like, I'll be there tomorrow. I thought fu- I I then drove from SoCal to Tahoe. Oh yeah. Before Tahoe before we even camped did. out in the parking lot, didn't know what was going on. Of at, Woodward. of at Woodward. Woodward at Boreal. And went up there. Instead of a phone interview, I was like, dude, I'm just going to drive to you. I'm like, eight hours, I'll crank that out and be there in person. Yeah, 100%. Got to see me. me. And um, so then I got to Tahoe, I got to Woodward, had an interview with um, Sam Jorgensen, who now I have all his pictures on my wall. It's really funny. Best manager ever. And uh, Tucker Norid, who now is the the, um, director of marketing at Woodward Park City. I had an interview with those guys. Everybody's level it. And then they were like, yeah. And then they were like, you know, we had an interview. It was going great. I'm like, hey, I'm going to Super Park, and like, we are too. He's like, all right, well, that's your like, that's that's Basically, your time. That's end. your tryout. You know. Like, I remember they had said like there
0: was a couple other people they were thinking about. Yeah. Blah, blah 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 blah. And then once they heard about Woodward, they kind of were like, oh, well maybe you're already doing exactly what yeah. you would be doing. Like,
1: all right, we're going to put the other stuff on the burner and we'll just see you there and like this yeah, will exactly. work out. They so, had features at Super Park. Yeah, well, yeah they're a featured mountain at Super Park yeah. that year. So then I went to their zone and we shot a bunch of photos in their zone and working alongside of them too. And they were like, right then and there, they're like, you want that job? Like, that's, we're gonna, let's hire you. So yeah. then they hired me and boom, I started like a month later at Woodward, moved to Woodward Tahoe. Boom. Unbelievable. It's 12 o'clock. Should we take one of these phone calls? So we're going to have, this is the time.
0: First person who calls that number, we're going to take live here. Have a question ready. Tell us your name and... Where are you from? Where are you from? But I'm from We got Europe. a call. Alright, we got the first call right now. We're going to drop this here. You're on. Holy crap. <laughs> who do we got here? I'm Keller. Keller. Where are you from, Keller? Hey. Texas. Texas. Hey. Sick. What part of Texas? San Antonio. San Antonio. Nice, nice dude. How hot is it there right now? Fucking <laughs> a <laughs> You ain't got no snow, huh? You got mountains there ever? You're snowboarding in the winter or you're traveling? Uh, I snowboard in the winter as much as I can. In Texas? So, what's good, dude? You got a question for one of us?
1: All nice. right. Good question. Do you want to take this? Or you want me to take you it? You take it.
0: I mean, my number one thing for progression and getting better at snowboarding or anything is like application immediate. So if you don't have something that's holding you back, like a job or like maybe a cheap place to stay or like that's why you are, it's it's not even an answer for your question. It's like the opposite. You got to go somewhere. You got to move somewhere where you love riding. If it's big mountain or if it's park or if it's something like that, like. Even being from Connecticut where I was, where I grew up and there is snow, it's like a couple hour drive. Even that, if you want to take it to the next level and progress even faster, I had to move to the mountain and not even moving 15 minute drive from the mountain, five minute, like the closer you are and the more time that you have on a board or whatever it is, is the best way. If you can't do that though, for some reason, watching videos, I would say, obviously making as many trips as you can and then just... Being overall active and in working general out, working out, riding, skateboarding, like slacklining, anything active that has balance, that has like longevity for yourself, that's going to get yourself in better shape and conditioning. Surfing, you're in Texas. You could go to the wave pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You just stay ha- active and do as much board sports as you can. And if you if you can make it, move somewhere. Yeah. All right, Cal, we're yeah, Keller it was good chatting, bro. We're gonna take another call, dude. But hopefully, see you out there someday. Legend.
1: Oh, we just missed one. Can we call back? We can, but we're about to get another one. Oh, we're getting calls like crazy. All right, now. here we go. All right, who we got? Yo, what's good? My name is Joe. Joe, what? what's going on, Joe? What's going on? Where are you from, Joe? Where are you living? I'm
0: from uh, California, actually. Oh, good stuff. In right Sick. In Arizona, nice, dude. We can hear you like, fine. How did you kind of get your sponsors from, like, did you get some writing contests
1: or just from filming YouTube and, like, making your videos? I'm a big, like, backcountry rider. Yep. So, um, I'm just trying to make film more and whatnot and get my content out there, you know? Yeah. Do you have a uh, crew of people that you ride and that, can, that are, like, down to film you always and, like, stack stuff and stack content? Yeah, dude, I got a lot of super sick that I who like, love to film. So for sponsors, um, the most, the best thing you can do is get your content out as much as you can, especially today in age. You have so many different platforms you can get your content out. So all the different social media uh, outlets, definitely a place to start and be tagging and sending these clips and those posts to sponsors is the number one thing that you can do. And creating a connection with those sponsors is... Something that you can form through social media. So even like you don't even need to meet these people in person today and age, and you can just connect with them from across the world, and they could get on board and like be supporting you. So for Casey and I, we always even if we, if we want a new sponsor, we go online, go to their website, whoever we, whoever we're interested in, go to their marketing team, try to find marketing content or contact, and then send a really well written, you know, welcoming, you know, introducing Casey myself to these people saying that what we want to do, here's some stuff that we've already made and that you can use for whatever you guys want or, you know, this is at least an introduction that we can establish a relationship moving forward. So I would say go on the website or go on to any website of any of these sponsors and find your number one contact for their marketing or their content team and then just contact them. I, I, I want to
0: add on to that a little bit too. A lot of times people like to show everything that they've done and from a company's standpoint, they need a reason for their business to grow by helping you out. So first of all, you want to pick companies that resonate well with you, you know what I'm saying? If you're, like you said, you're doing backcountry, you might not want to get like a park sponsor or something like that. You might want to reach out to companies that you actually do represent and then make sure that when you send them that email or that package with all of your deliverables, that you're offering something to them. A lot of people just like, they think they're a good rider or they think this, but if you're not able to provide something to the company that's going to benefit them, then there's no real reason for them to hook you up. So it's, it's a circle. It's them hooking you up with products or gear or money or whatever it may be, and in return, you giving them content or like views or notice through whatever platform you have or whatever you're following or media is different than theirs. Yeah, for sure. So that's pretty much it, dude. It's the, it's the content era. Just pump out as much content as you can, explain to these companies and these sponsors why you can help them out, why you want to work with them, and how I like to say too that I, I'm going to work with your products regardless because I supported that, like, that much. A lot of times some people won't even show products because they think they should get hooked up first, but I think it's the other way around. Yeah. That's, that's and I also, I, I made a video on YouTube, too. Type it in, uh, like, how to get sponsored. I, I go into depth a little bit more on it. Oh, yeah, sweet. Uh, I used to have a that around. I did high school. School bus? Mm-hmm. Uh, so get a get back the oh, dude, that would be epic, man. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, dude. All the power to you.
1: Yeah. Have a good winter, man. Yeah. Later, brother. Dude, he seems, seems popping off quick, dude. Yeah. And we have, like, we have... Holy eight moly. Eight missed calls. Call
0: one of them. i yeah, we're gonna call this guy. Hey, who do we got here? This is Casey. Chris, from uh, South Florida. South Florida. Chris, how you doing, bro? Doing good. How the lessons doing? Couldn't be doing any better. We're out here. What part of Florida are you in? Uh,
1: I live down in uh, Palm Beach. Palm Beach?
0: Nice. you yeah. been getting hit with any of these storms or what? Uh, we had a couple of nice wells from Torberto and uh, Dorian came about 90 miles west of us. Gnarly. You surf? You get any waves?
1: Yeah, I tagged you on Instagram. I uh, went out a little
0: bit. Oh, good stuff. I've probably seen it then. Nice. So what's up Chris? You got you got some questions for me or Dossie? Yeah, this one might be more for Dossie. because um, I know you don't really pay attention too much to the technical part of boards, but yep. I have only been snowboarding for a little bit and uh, trying to figure out what kind
1: of board to get. I, I like the Legos. Yep. But or the Lagos, um, Lego. I'm not sure if I should use a double barrel. What do you what do you ride? So you like a wide sta you are you like a wide board? Yeah, well I've actually been pretty mental
0: dialing get out to Holland for like a year Oh, Okay. Okay, yeah, I mean getting a new board is gonna step your riding up like crazy for sure. Yeah, and so what I Yeah, um, are you in the park or are you just riding around on the mountain? Right now, I'm just riding
1: around in the mountain. Sweet. Any camber board?
0: Any camber. The the shred stick is reverse camber.
1: Yeah, but I think any camber for all mountain board is.
0: Regular camber or reverse? Regular camber. Yeah, so I don't think the shred stick would be
1: good because it's kind of like a
0: noodle, and when you go to turn kind of wants to turn more mm-hmm. when you if you learn on a regular camber board it's very responsive and if you do something then it changes it and you you know you'll deal with the consequences if it wasn't yeah. the right and it'll move. make you better but like. it'll it'll make you better for sure so i would say i wouldn't say it again I think the last board they gave me was just a traditional camber board and i like
1: Are you catching your edge? Do you have an issue? Like, do you have an issue, like, catching your edge? Is that why you need to get, what? what's the reason why you don't like a camber, or uh, why not switch out of a camber to a reverse camber? Are you having problems, like, turning, or do you have problems? No. No, not at all. Um, my first time this.
0: I would, I would continue that then because reverse cambers are good for certain things, but if you just want a board that you're going to ride around all the time on, I don't think it's the best idea to get used to a reverse camber because it, just, it spins around a lot. So once you start getting better, if you land something that you were spinning, it's hard to stop that spin and it's real loose if you lean back too far it'll just kind of wash out on you whereas the regular camber is like it's it just listens to whatever you do it's real time if you turn it turns
1: if you mm-hmm. if you do a response it responds and it's a little stiffer so and you can always adjust like your bindings your binding set up um, set up so you can like you know if you if you want to switch to like a wider stance or a or a um you know not as wide stance or even like the angle of your bindings like all that helps as well it's not like just the board like you have to also have to find like your comfortable point on your board so it's like you gotta like you know find that happy medium where you have something where your bindings you're, you're perfectly wide oh, you're perfectly wide you feel comfortable on your width of your bindings and then the direction of your feet as well, you know, you're comfortable. Either, whether it's a duck stance, whether it's like perfectly symmetrical, whether it's even like in or whatever feels comfortable for you, but make sure that your bindings are also, you know, dialed. Yeah, yeah, they usually set me up duck footed like an 18, 9, I think. It's usually negative 9. Yeah. What I write. And, and that seems to be comfortable, but I think the camber is probably.
0: Yes, I'm the I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> I feel you there.
1: Yeah,
0: because I, I you know with service, I tend to drive with my back foot, almost the opposite. It's 100% the opposite, and that's why I'm always flying off the wave, the opposite of what I'm trying to do. So yeah, mean I if, if you can go with the regular camber, I think for long term it's better. You, you'll be a better rider because of it. <laughs> I appreciate that, that dude. <laughs> that's why I disappeared for a little while to try to get a couple turns in there to make it look more appealing on film. Yes, love hearing awesome. it. So, love hearing it. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for tuning in, man. We're gonna take another caller here, but hope you uh, hope you get some waves. Hope you get some some snowboarding in this winter. I'll see you there. Yeah,
1: man. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. (laughs) Have a good one, Chris. Yeah. I mean, should we keep taking them or should we continue the. Oh, we only got three more minutes until they shut us down. But it would be better. It would be better quality. Oh, that's that. Right, it's over. Yeah. Let's it. wrap it up
0: as let's wrap it up for that right there.
1: So that was trial and error right there. That's that was amazing. Crazy. That was I think that well, went can't well. Yeah. how many
0: people were stoked
1: to call we, in and ask we can get questions. That, we can get that dialed though. We need to like have that like
0: Yeah, this whole this is the first time yeah, that first that we've, time we've time done I've a podcast heard. too and we're going to get a lot better with the production. We only got one camera for the people watching on YouTube. We only have one mic on that same camera for the people listening on whichever platform you're on. I'm trying to record on my phone over here. Low quality from Dawson speakerphone through a third-party yeah. app with a weird number. So we're doing our best. Hope you guys are enjoying this thing. What we should we should keep talking a little bit more about you because where did we leave off? You got um, to Woodward. We so hadn't gone to Super Park yet? Yeah.
1: So I'm at Woodward. had this interview. Sam Tucker. They. I tell him I'm going to Super Park. Whatever. Or no, no, no. we we're way past that. We already went to Super Park. No, we haven't gone to Super Park. Yeah, we already went to Super Park. I am now... I got the job at Woodward Tile. Oh, yeah. I'm now That's at right. Woodward Tile. Right. So, I lived in my car and in, like, essentially the the closet of what is my office in that in Woodward. I didn't come visit you this for For an summer. entire summer. You never came. Did I move to Baja? Where did I, I don't head? know where you were, but we, like, we're, we weren't around each other for a little bit, a couple months. And then... One summer camp was over. That was my first summer ever, essentially, like shooting photos full time on snow, you know, at the skate parks, mountain biking, everything. So that was like... I went to Indo. You went to Indo. That's Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you're out. See you yeah. in six weeks. See you later. I was trying so, to figure the whole time. I was like, where am I that I wouldn't be at Woodward with you? Yeah. So you went to Indo. I worked at Woodward Tahoe. I slept in the closet for like three months there. It was oh, crazy. actual closet of um, Woodward in the media. I had like my own little, I stole like a bed, like bed cot. One and of the paddings legs. from the freaking yeah. resi yeah, ramp. Yeah, exactly. So we did that. I did, I did that first summer, boom, and then once I was done there, I went to SoCal, met back up with you, then that's where we decided, right, to move back to Vermont. That was it, huh? And that was it. So then, then that, then that winter... Because we had... We all packed up good our whips. connections wits. on the East Coast. Yeah, and then you had. I now know Corinthia. Yep. And then Jamie Stores. Yeah, because I was. We went. We went to Baja again. I think on that when I got back to SoCal, I remember writing Jamie Storrs' yep. emails about this like content snow reporter job at Corinthia. So then we got back finally, and we packed up all of our whips, and we drove cross country with Anthony as well. You. No, I stayed.
0: Myself, Jamal. I think I stayed. I was in SoCal working freaking DoorDash, trying to save every dollar that I could. Oh, and you're right. I Jamal. Ma back. Me and Jamal yeah. were, were down south, and we packed up the van. Yeah. We, no, we packed up the, the, the Ford Ranger. Ranger. The Ranger. Which was basically this thing's last go at life. Yeah. It wanted many more years, but we packed up the Ranger <laughs> from Mexico and drove up to Tahoe. I think we... You might have already left. We, yeah, had, we had Friendsgiving at my brother's and then we you did to a balance. tour. This is when the vlog started. I remember working all summer after I came back from Indo, saving as much money as I can, telling myself I was not going to be driving freaking food orders but ever But you were doing again. life sessions. I, I had been before that filming for stuff and just stacking footy, saving footy. I went mm-hmm. to Costa Rica and like saved two months of footy riding around on a dirt bike by myself with snowboards in yeah. Nicaragua and Peru and like touring with my brother in Europe. And I got all yeah. of that footage stolen from when me. we were when we were we down in Baja visited, before yeah. you left to go yeah. back east. And that's when I realized like I need to buy a new computer, I need to buy a new hard drive, I need to start making content, put it out and drop it every single day, because mm-hmm. if you don't and you save it and something happens, it's gone. Yeah. And we were me and Jamal were just waking up working every morning and we were watching Ben Gravy dropping the sickest surf it. content. Yeah. He was like Maybe a year or two, probably like a year and a half, two years almost into the into his vlog, and it was just seeing like I'm like oh my god like this this dude is just has a sick life. Mm-hmm. He's just filming it, and people are stoked, and he's stoking people out, and he gets to surf and he gets to shred. And I was like, this is what I was doing beforehand.
1: Yeah, wasn't filming it, it, and then when I yeah. tried to film it,
0: mm-hmm. I saved it for too long. I was like, I just need to do what I've been doing and structure it properly mm-hmm. so that I filmed that day, put it out the next day. People are hyped, and that's when me and Jamal left on that trip. I bought all the new stuff and we started the daily vlog and the first one was taking me, the first one was on my birthday yeah. in my van and it took me 18 hours, <laughs> it took me two different full days, nine hours each day to put while all was working to put that video out and mm-hmm. then the next one I cut in half and it was like nine and then when we started that trip it was like eight, seven, six, five and then I got like stuck around four or five hours every day and we vlogged all the way back through Colorado, through Utah, down to Texas, saw Mikey D, drove through Louisiana, got to Florida, linked with Gravy, that was sick, surfed Kelly Slater's home beach, Cocoa Beach Pier, shooting the the pier with Jamal and Gravy, then I drove up the coast, met up with a bunch of friends, surfed in the Carolinas, or the Virginias, whichever one's on the coast, I don't even know. Carolinas. And then Wilmington, North Carolina, that's where we surfed, met up with Frank. Frank Gravy, yeah, yeah. and then drove up to Jersey. Gravy was already up there, linked with him again, stayed at his place, and then finally made it up to Vermont so by we myself were already Jamal there. didn't make it. He North you guys, Carolina. I remember you guys rolled up. I remember Jamal stayed North yeah. Carolina. He made it all the way. He made 2,800 miles. And then your the last right, 200. Yeah. And then we got to the Cribby. I remember that first clip of rolling into the house. Yeah. You actually buzzing coming in, so stoked <laughs> up to the van,
1: just like yeah. yeah. And we roll
0: inside, and that started the whole next winter. Yeah, now.
1: So, yeah so we were now all the the the, the crew is now Mount Brent, Snow, Elena living in the
0: house, Jamal, me, you, Kyle. Kyle came in later downstairs. Or was he there the whole? He was time? there the whole time. He was. Yeah,
1: Kyle's there the whole time, but like Mito ended up like moving in. Mm-hmm. Kirby was there for a whole month.
0: Mike Green all, stopped by, yeah, didn't all,
1: even know who he was. Didn't know who he was. No, I do. Mike Green was. So crazy. Gave him a free pass. So wow. loud. <laughs> well, we had that house now, and then at that point, I had the job as what the title was, snow, snow reporter. Snow reporter. Yeah. That's a really sick job to have if you're trying to break into the snow industry. Yeah. For I any mean, mountain. For any mountain. I'm not sh-ta- I am not That i do not really know that exactly, but I think, you know, that's a really good starting point because you are not only working on a mountain every single day, but you're learning the way a mountain works, you're learning the way the snow industry works, and not to mention my entire job was shooting photos. And nobody understands that, but the snow reporter is the first one on the mountain. He's out there. They are out there all day. And they have to, which builds heavy
0: discipline. You're the first one on the mountain sunrise every day before every day. anybody yeah. even wakes up. You're there yeah. you've already been there. Post photos of what it looks like. Post with the conditions. Photos. you
1: conditions already written an entire <sighs> like art, you know, entire page every morning. I was up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., getting to work when it was dark waiting for the sunrise, I would go out there, be the first one on the lift, they'd let me up.
0: I remember texting you, being like, Should I come? And you're like, Don't do not come.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you them. the conditions. Yeah. Boom. So it's like and then they allowed me to use my camera on the mountain, shooting pictures of the resorts, pictures of riders, pictures in the park, pictures of everything. And it allowed me to use my camera again every day. So familiarizing yourself with your gear while getting paid to be where you want and having the
0: option, exactly. if you take the the extra step to go and for free shoot the riders and yes. shoot and give them extra content that then they will post and we'll get your name out there, but you're not really paid exactly. so, for
1: that. So. so that's what I was. I kind of made my own path there because they've never really had a snow reporter that was, you know. Also, like, Corinthia, shooting all well, the time. Well, trying out, you know, was into parks and was into, you know, really, like, making a name for himself, like, as a photographer. So, I was consistently, you know, the, my strong suit was shooting action and shooting landscapes and shooting all of that. So, they would allow me to spend my time in the parks. So, I would go, you know, I would get my job done. I would get the snow report done every morning. I would get all of, like, the base, base lodge area shots of Mount Snow. And get all like the families like coming in for the morning, like getting on a lift, like all that type of stuff. But then once I got that done, I had freedom, and I got my job done. So I had you could freedom. go home and go to sleep and post up. Yeah, I and mean, that's that. But I had the freedom to go to the but parks you chose and to, to shoot. continue and to go over and, exactly. and work even harder somewhere else. So then I would go to the parks and shoot all these photos, and not only use those photos for Mount Snow purposes and Corinthia pr- purposes, but. That was an opportunity for me to get my work into the hands of riders, and into the hands of all the, the, the park crew and the people that ride at Corinthia. So then I established a relationship with them because I would go and hit them up now and be like, yo Murphy, or yo Levi, you wanna go shoot, Like, let's, let's go shoot in Prospector today. So then I would talk to my boss on the other side and be like, hey, I'm gonna, I have this planned out, I'm gonna shoot the lodge in the morning, and then I'm gonna go to Prospector in the early afternoon to shoot with the Corinthia boys. And they'd be stoked because I was getting everything handled, the whole. That they needed. That they needed. So the like, anybody that does make that job and an opportunity like that, you know, blows it because it you can have everything you want out of a job. Yeah. And you can. Even learn. If you're not getting paid the craziest amount. And you're not. Like, you know, you're it's getting so. You're waking much up extra. at four a.m. You're going out there when it's negative twenty degrees, and you're freezing your ass off, and. It's dumping snow, and you're still out there with your own camera gear and your own stu- and you're just out there, and you're getting paid nothing, essentially. But, like, you're still working towards you yep. so it's so fulfilling and it's like even if you're at home after hours too editing photos that aren't oh my god all the, the entire time i would bring that work home and that's where i end up working stay up late doing it i end up working you 18, 18 at hour report for you. i end up working 18 hour day every single day waking up at 4am working till you know 9 or 10 or whatever going to bed waking up same thing but then you get the background to be able to hit up Woodward the next year the next or year so yeah exactly so Woodward. now I get that job again at Woodward following summer so then no questions asked no questions asked so that winter goes by we crush it we had a great winter in Vermont Um, I moved back out to Tahoe fast forward the epic road trip across the country epic road together. trip oh my gosh so yeah, it's we a had, whole nother. That was another whole thing. But we had an epic road trip. Casey was on a bus with um, two of my friends from Germany. Two friends from Germany. We ended up hopping on the bus for a little bit. We stopped everywhere. It was Anthony, myself. At this point, I got Anthony a job at Woodward. So Anthony was now moving to as a skate coach for Woodward. That changed his life. So he moved from uh, the East Coast to Tahoe with myself and then at this point you I think came to Woodward as well session the first couple weeks at summer camp yep and um boom and then that's that was that's, my first time ever at Woodward and that was his first time ever at Woodward and now Woodward is so couldn't be more home couldn't be yeah more of a place that Casey's going to have a giant future with which is another thing that we could have eventually to talk about but um well, I'm sure so many people are wondering too yeah I know uh, so with that so we so I go back to Woodward for my second summer and then that summer turns into me working at boreal Woodward for the second winter of my snowboard uh, photography profession mm-hmm. as, if you want to call it. So last winter was my first full full year in Tahoe first winter in Tahoe and Tah- that winter you know was huge because. We had a historic winter, but at the same time, I was meeting everybody now on the West Coast in the winter scene. So now I have the East Coast riders and support, and now I'm forming my own West Coast support and my own group of riders and my own group of homies out here. So then I shot all winter then, and then now we're essentially at where we're at right now. Because of all of that? Because of all of that, though. So it's like, And that's like winter and like the same job for the winter and was my job in the summertime was like content and I was ended up, you know, just out and it was just like all winter again, shooting photos for social media, running social media for Boreal, posting on Boreal and Woodward. Um, And again, just like being out there always shooting. So that's like my main thing is I just want to be outdoors shooting photography my entire forever, you know, that's what I want to be doing. That's what I'm gonna do. So that's where like you have to find your jobs or your opportunities to be doing that, whether they pay or not. Money's gonna come eventually, and you don't even need to worry about that. And especially, some people won't put in a lot of work because they're not getting paid a lot, which yeah. is the worst
0: mindset you can have. Ever when there's opportunity there to grow. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting paid minimum wage, but you have an opportunity that you're going to be surrounded by a whole bunch of people that can excel you in other ways to not put 200% effort in and show them before you even get
1: paid what you're down to work for mm-hmm. is just such a clear example of like, like you why a, you're going to go far in the like industry. You need, to make, like you need to make a name for yourself. You need to sleep in your car. Yes. You need to have nothing. Yes. You need to not know where your next check's coming from. Yep. Struggle and not have any money and... That's it. You have to do that in order to get to a point where you deserve to be getting paid because in you've house, been and have you've a bed, experienced or all these things. You've you've created this network for yourself. You've done it. You've gone. You're going with the flow. You're living, you know, vicariously through yourself. The story. Really, it yourself. makes the story. When someone makes,
0: eats shit before they yeah, actually succeed, it makes the whole, whole story. thing so much better. Sword, if someone's just all suddenly successful. Yeah. It's like. You don't really get the respect and credit of the hard work that it takes to put it in, especially if it takes 3, four, five, yeah. 10, 12 years. So, I mean, this is huge right now. I've wanted to bring this up for many months, and there's no better time right now than to bring it up. When we were living at that house in Vermont in 2018, I want to say in like January, maybe late January, mm-hmm. me and you made an agreement, a plan, that we were going to slave, grind, hustle as hard as we can, and we were going to set a random date in the future. I think it was 18 months that we set. Mm -hmm. I had a different phone then. We downloaded an app. We put the date in, and I vaguely remember it. You said you might be able to find it, but being somewhere around September, like late September 20th or something like that, which is insane because it's literally September twenty third. And the way the universe works, if I found that phone, it would probably be September twenty third, and the countdown would be like three, two, one. My phone would explode. And it was just basically we wanted we wanted to set a long window with no expectations of anything happening. Well, short term window. Oh, but long term, as in like it's not going to happen in a week or a month yeah, or yeah, like you start. Yeah. So we just set like an eighteen month window. where are like. We're going to have something established in the next 18 months. Keep in mind, we had already been hustling for years, mm-hmm. years. So with that 18 month, I mean, I had, I had no following. I had no income. I had... You probably had, what, 1,000 subscribers? Not even? Maybe a couple thousand? I had just hit 1,000 in that winter. So I had, had 1,000 yeah. subscribers. Probably had like 5,000 on Instagram, which I've had for years and years and years. Had like the regular sponsors that we've had for mm-hmm. so long, the ones that I've always been supporting. And basically, we didn't, we didn't know what successful really meant, but we just wanted like a, a form of success to happen in that next 18 months. And we were down to, to like push it to a, long, a short, long term period. And I mean, from then, I'm claiming right now we have our own house in Tahoe. We've been to Superpark multiple times. The sponsors and the support is unreal. I've been able to get at least enough money to survive through my travels and through my hard work on what I've been doing to get gear. We have all. Of I'm the, freelancing now. All of the product that we have is basically is basically free. Yes. Like we we haven't been paying for snowboards or even like food
1: supplies just and stuff like that. Don't need to pay for essentially anything. Don't need to pay for. Su- very 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 successful in in, in a term of success. Like. In in one term yeah. of success. Yeah.
0: And then the other term of success, I have been able to which will bring you up in a second, you're about to, you're like a week away from being able to do whatever I want mm-hmm. whenever I want and and do what I love, which is just snowboarding and having fun, yeah. hanging out with friends, making good content and helping others. Mm-hmm. I'm literally able to do that 100% of the time and this dude in one week one week week in is nine days. officially going full freelance. Yep. and leaving or, I guess, quitting or whatever, being laid off a mutual leave from every job that he's ever had that isn't just working for yourself. Yep. Which is incredible. That's success. That's success. Being able to do what you love whenever you want. Yeah.
1: The money, like, again, it's, again, with, like, the money thing where it's, like, people judge and and measure success and money in terms like that when it's – it couldn't be more different and the opposite than that. Like, success is – Happiness. It's happiness and, like, doing things that you love and – like And then, like – you do get, like, you do get things back. You do, like, some sort of repercussion. It might might not be money, but it's, like, yeah, like, free stuff or, like, the opportunity to travel, the opportunity to live your day and not have to go and, like, you know, go answer to somebody nonstop Mm -hmm. all day. And, like, you can just, like, live. Like, that's success. That's 100%. That's that's, that's, that's building your success. I feel like like at this age, too, in this era, this
0: year, it's pretty much being redefined as that yeah. because for so long it was just like hustle, 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 which some people are not meant to continuously hustle. Some people are meant to do other things and that's completely fine. But if you're like, if you're trying to hustle and you feel good doing it and that's what you love, then it's not like a stressful thing on your body. You're just cranking out what you love to do. And if you love to do it and you get to do it all the time and it's for yourself and you're happy,
1: and it comes so natural and it's like, it's, you're not even working at that point. I mean, it, you were, you are last you're night. We tried to
0: watch a movie
1: yeah. and before we could watch a movie. I like <laughs> had to like dump drone footy
0: and like make an Instagram edit and like end up looking at this thing. And you're like, bro, I thought we weren't going to do any work tonight. And you're like, hold on, like, let me just do like one quick thing. i like, write up an email real
1: quick and send it out to a thousand Now people. it's 1030, we're starting a movie. Yeah. But it's one of those, again, it's, yeah, it's like, if it doesn't come so natural to you. And you can't do it you know it has to come supernatural if you have any sort of friction whatsoever then it's not the right time to do any of that and so it can change like,
0: if you if you love doing it for 18 months and then all of a sudden you're just not
1: feeling it yeah. anymore and, or something
0: pops up that you like better or, or you known the whole time then like go for that
1: yeah. especially and they, they they being change young. and not and to change your scope on things you know but like yeah so you know judging success and measuring success in money terms to me is like out of the question right now it's like that's that'll come later on years from now and then we don't need to even think about money we don't need to worry about money none of that but at least right now all I know is I just need to worry about the grind and making my name so because eventually that name will be worth up to somebody you know so I'm claiming that it already is. yeah so well, I think we should shut it down on that note well we need to do some reviews here we need you to do some reviews so yes. I'm going to get I'm going to reach over here and I'm, I'm going to grab really I'm, I'm, really I'm really going to grab something I'm going to throw it to you and you need to give me five five words. Right, give, me give me one second. Give me one second. That bulletproof all right. hit me. Um all right, so here is la, 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 la. <sighs> What do we got? Oh my favorite glove. Favorite glove. Favorite it's glove. My favorite glove. That's why I picked it. Really? <laughs> so we got candy grind, uh, handbag mittens. The handbag mitten. Yep. Next year's. I Next think. year's. This year's. All black. This year's. 2020 yeah. dropping in the fall. 2019, 2020. The zipper. Zipper is a word. Oh, we're going five words. Yeah, but explain it. I was I'll hit five
0: words. Zipper. The zipper changes everything. Yep. When when you have to pull your glove off and it's wet, sometimes like in the winter or even in the summer. And and it just it makes it that weird thing, and you gotta put your hand back in. Sometimes you can just literally do the zipper, put your phone out, and like touch something, I'm grab fo- or, or like zip something up that yeah. easy.
1: So zippers, big
0: thing. Zippers, a huge thing. The warmth is psycho. Warmth. Yeah, they're the best glove ever. Warmth and comfortability. That's insane. And then durability. I'm gonna put this one. Back. That'd be that'd be the fourth word. Durability. I've had I've had a pair of these for over a year and then nothing happens to them. Yeah, they just they literally get, don't rip, they they dirt do anything. And I'm like hiking around creating. Like they'll rain look with like dirt this. Shuffling. They'll look like this
1: next year. Just faded. Yeah, just, the, just a little fade. Color fades like a little down bit. here. Like this this will be a little faded. That's it. And uh, what was that? Four words.
0: I'd say the, the last one is just fresh. Fresh. They look fresh. Me? All black, mm-hmm. pattern on point. <laughs> CG little pepperoni <laughs> tag. The, the 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 sleeve over it. Boom. Plus it's got the band.
1: Yeah. For the this for the G O, dude. For the dream. For the game boys. over
0: for the, for the boys shout out to candy grind
1: yeah shout out candy grind so that's the review section
0: that's the review yeah maybe we'll do more in the future yeah. leave some My comments <laughs> let us know what you guys want to see let us know how we did this is going to be getting upgraded like crazy i'll leave all the links to all the stuff below everything that we've been talking about shout out to all the sponsors candy grind and nanocraft and everybody nobody's actually officially sponsoring the podcast yet but we just love the shout the out to and the homies. The shout and to i'm sure this thing will grow in the future Love doing the chat with you guys. That was amazing. Let us know what you think about that. We'll dial that down a little more. Yeah, we'll get the audio better. Yeah. Let us know. Just leave some comments. How, how was the audio? How was our talking? How was our faces? How was everything? Just yeah. just run up the comment section. Let Thank you
1: for listening to my entire story. I've never really explained that. Couldn't be more happy to have you on the show. I don't Liked think awesome. we like, hit on many questions. I think one question took over the whole thing. So, like... There's gonna be a lot of these. We had to run through. Yeah, so maybe who we'll do we it, Maybe we'll do another one. Yeah. let's do another one. Like hundred percent. Maybe we'll do
0: one a week. Yeah. But uh, Mike you Dawson, do?
1: you got a website or something? You got uh, what are just you trying to push right At now? Mike Dawson on Instagram. That's at it. Mike Dawson on Instagram. Yeah. DM me. Hit me up with questions. Anything. I'm always available. He won't say it, but I'm gonna let you guys know he's quitting his
0: job in a week. Freelance, hundred percent. So if you're trying to support the boy, Patreon.com/slash/Dawsey. I think so. All right. He's got a bunch of tears, giving out stickers, giving out posters, maybe printing photos of me or other epic people doing sports, doing snowboarding, whatever it be, hanging up on the wall, monthly packages. Yeah. So glad to have you, so, bro. Stoked
1: to be living thanks, together. Thanks for having me. I don't have so any coffee weird. in this, but... Get the water cup. Get the water cup. Stay hydrated. Hydrate the neck, boys. See you guys next time. you.